for 12 21 23 this is the disorderly shows tldr news roundup reading you the news so you don't have to and in no particular order peter wellen a corporate security executive from michigan is experiencing despair and a sense of abandonment by the u.s government as he endures harsh conditions including a lack of heat and the presence of black mold in a russian prison His case has become a subject of U.S.-Russian dialogue. However, the negotiations are hindered by a misalignment between U.S. proposals and Russian interests, leading to Wayland's frustration and feeling of life slipping away. Analysts believe that Russia might be using, might be, might be using? Wayland and other imprisoned Americans as leverage in the context of escalating U.S.-Russian tensions? Really? Should I change my job to common sense analyst? Come on! I just don't understand Americans going to countries that actively don't like the U.S. and then being surprised they get arrested and they have to be there and then we have to give up people like uh, a noted arms dealer for an American to get them back. Just boggles my mind. Darian Harris, a 30-year-old Chicago resident, was recently released from Cook County Jail after being wrongfully convicted of murder, a verdict based on the testimony of a blind witness. Harris's exoneration marks him as the fourth individual this month to be cleared of wrongful murder convictions in Cook County, joining James Soto, David Ayala, and Brian Beals. Following a re-evaluation of the evidence, the Cook County State Attorney's Office opted not to retry Harris. Overwhelmed with happiness, Harris celebrated his newfound freedom, highlighting ongoing concerns about wrongful convictions in the justice system. I would say so. If this is the fourth one this year, come on, Cook County. The FDA has recently approved Autogenomics Advert D, a genetic test designed to evaluate the risk of developing opioid use disorder in adults who are considering short-term opiate pain medication. Despite this approval, there is considerable skepticism among experts regarding the test's application in clinical settings. Critics point out its limitations and potential risks, emphasizing that the test, which analyzes 15 genetic markers, might oversimplify the intricate genetic interactions associated with opioid use disorder. Also, does this mean that if you don't show a high risk that they're somehow going to backfill all the pain pills they haven't been able to sell to you, saying, nah, you need more, you need more, you need more, and then all of a sudden you become addicted? Not saying that's going to be the case, but if you have an oversupply of something, the market finds a way to get it out there. And also, the market finds ways to recall their products, which Honda has done with a major recall of nearly 300,000 vehicles in Canada and over 2.5 million in the U.S. due to a defective fuel pump that may cause engine failure. This recall affects a range of Honda and Acura models. Starting in February, owners of the impacted vehicles will be notified via letters, but hey, it's not that detrimental. We just want everyone to have a good holiday. Now, the issue stems from an improperly molded fuel pump impeller, which can deform and become inoperative over time, posing a significant risk to vehicle operation and safety. NASA's Artemis program, aiming to return humans to the moon by the end of the decade, will include an international astronaut walking on the lunar surface alongside American astronauts. 
These moon landing missions are designed to accommodate four astronauts, with two of them descending to the moon's surface, while the remaining two orbit in spacecraft. Demonstrating a commitment to international collaboration, NASA has opened opportunities for European, Canadian, and Japanese astronauts to participate in these Artemis missions. Ian Kramer, the son of U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer, is currently facing multiple charges including theft, criminal mischief, and reckless endangerment following an incident where he crashed through a hospital's garage door. This is not the first encounter with the law. He was previously charged with homicide, reckless endangerment, and preventing arrest after a separate incident where he crashed into a sheriff's vehicle, resulting in the death of a deputy. Angola has decided to leave OPEC. And for those of you who want to know what it stands for, it's the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries. They cite disagreements over production quotas as the primary reason, while Angola's departure represents a setback for OPEC. The impact on the cartel is mitigated by Angola's comparatively modest oil output. This decision follows OPEC's resolution to reduce oil production further in the upcoming year, a move that has sparked discord among some other African member nations. Aaron Kurtage, an 18-year-old hacker and member of the hacking group Lapsus, has been detained indefinitely under the Mental Health Act following his involvement in leaking footage of the unreleased game Grand Theft Auto 6. Kurtage, who targeted major tech companies, including Rockstar Games, inflicted nearly $10 million in damages. The court determined that Kurtage, diagnosed with autism, poses a significant risk to the public due to his advanced hacking abilities and inclination towards cybercrime. Consequently, he will be confined in a secure hospital until medical professionals assess him as no longer dangerous. The Florida Freedom to Read Project's data analysis estimates that a significant number of books, totaling 673 titles, have been completely removed from classroom shelves in Orange County schools. This action is a direct response to legislation mandating the removal and review of books containing pornography or sexual conduct from school environments. However, there is potential for some of these books to return to the classrooms after undergoing an additional review process by Orange County Public Schools. Former Alderman Ed Burke was found guilty on 13 counts of racketeering, bribery, and extortion, unveiling deep-seated corruption within Chicago's political system. What a shocker. The conviction came after Burke was found to have exploited his political influence to coerce individuals into employing his private property tax law firm. A jury comprising nine women and three men deliberated for 23 hours before delivering the verdict. While Burke faced accountability for his actions, his longtime aide, Peter Andrews, was acquitted. In contrast, developer Charles Q, I think that's how you pronounce it, C-U-I, was also found guilty, reflecting the various outcomes for individuals involved in the corruption case. A collection of 11 nonfiction authors, among them Pulitzer Prize winners, has initiated a lawsuit against OpenAI and Microsoft, alleging unauthorized use of their books for training artificial intelligence models. The authors assert that OpenAI scraped their works from the Internet without consent to enhance its language models, thereby infringing on their copyright. They are pursuing damages and an injunction to halt this purported copyright violation. This legal action expands upon an earlier lawsuit filed by writer Julian Sancton and is notable for being the first to also implicate Microsoft as a co-defendant. Three Washington state police officers were acquitted of all charges related to the 2020 death of Manuel Ellis, a black man who died after being shocked, beaten, and restrained by the officers. 
Initially charged with second-degree murder and manslaughter, the officers were not found guilty on all counts by a jury. While the medical examiner had classified Ellis's death as a homicide resulting from oxygen deprivation, the defense lawyers successfully argued that the cause was instead a high level of methamphetamine in Ellis's system combined with a pre-existing heart irregularity. Former mayor of New York Rudy Giuliani has filed for bankruptcy in a New York court following a court order to pay $148 million in defamation damages to two Georgia election workers. Giuliani's bankruptcy declaration reveals a stark contrast in his financial situation with estimated assets ranging from $1 million to just $10,000 and liabilities between $100 million and $500 million. His legal team argues that filing under Chapter 11 allows Giuliani to pursue an appeal while ensuring equitable treatment of all creditors. A tragic shooting in downtown Prague has led to multiple fatalities and numerous injuries, causing a shockwave in a country where gun crime is rare. The Czech police have yet to disclose specific information regarding the victims or the precise details of the incident. The assailant responsible for the shooting has been neutralized, and authorities are currently evacuating the building where the incident took place, which is marked by the presence of several deceased and injured individuals. This incident is an uncommon occurrence in the Czech Republic, which has witnessed limited instances of gun violence with notable previous incidents occurring in 2019 and 2015. And finally, St. Mary's College, a Catholic women's institution in Indiana, recently rescinded its decision to admit transgender women following a significant public backlash. The initial move to alter the admissions policy was met with considerable criticism from various quarters, including social media platforms and members of the college's own campus community. In response to these reactions and concerns about potential division and threats to the college's Catholic identity, the Board of Trustees elected to revert to the original admissions policy. And that has been the Muse for 1221 here on the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. I hope everyone's getting ready for the beautiful, enjoyable, what other word can I put in here, but looking forward to the Christmas coming up. Hope you are going to have a great time, but be sure to come back here to listen tomorrow so you can get smarter going into the weekend. You owe it to yourself.